What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. She doesn't even go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi, so. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi. And we're Late, Late to, to the, the Party. party. A weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, Wagon Wheel Watusiing <laughs> in 2010. Wagon Wheel Watusi. Yep. Hey. <laughs> Which one is the Wagon Wheel Watusi? Like, what were those moves? They're so wild. Like, they, it definitely has like the, the like hands in front, like you're like a cat. Yeah. In a little. And then it's like you do the, um, it's not crazy legs, but it's like, what is it called? What is that move? Not, not oh, the, mashed the mashed potato. Is it the mashed potato? I don't know. I don't know a lot about the dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Cher and Christina Aguilera do. And Stanley Tucci. Yes. Yeah. Because today we are talking about the 2010 musical drama Burlesque. Yep. My my pick. <laughs> burlesque. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm a stan. I really... I don't know what came over me. I loved watching Burlesque in 2010. Same. I it's one of those like last iPod albums I properly bought. Mm. So I was, was just about nostalgic. to ask if you had the the <laughs> album because I thought you I did too, but I had the CD. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Do you still have the CD? Oh yeah, definitely. That's the what? one I would not give away. It's too iconic. <laughs> the, these songs are so good. Yeah. Well, Christina Aguilera apparently wrote a good chunk of them. Really? Yeah. Well, I do know Diane Warren. She, yeah, has her hand in the pot too. See ya. There's a whole team of people. But I know that she like contributed. I don't know. I mean, it does add a good touch. It's one of those films where it's like, I never think about burlesque. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I always, I don't know why. Well, okay, let's unpack that. Yeah. But yeah, I never think about burlesque because to me... It's one of those films at the time where I was really hyped for it because this came out. We were like in high school. Yeah. I'm a, I was a theater kid. I'm also like came out of the womb a Cher fan. Like my mom loved Cher. So I got indoctrinated into loving Cher. Yeah. And I remember as the clock. This is so sad. I'm sure this is like, I don't know. Can any gays relate <laughs> when the clock struck 12? 2009 going into 2010 i got properly upset why like crestfallen because Cher hadn't really done anything oh. this decade and i remember being like a really little kid and believe came out yes. and like you know that was at the end of the 90s and it was like such a big deal and i've all been waiting for Cher to do something oh and i just assumed that Cher, once every decade Cher comes out of her like fabulous like egg or cocoon or whatever and just gives us a banger she does and but yeah we had to wait almost till 2011 this is like november 2010 and i was like yes we get a share like there's hope for the world there's hope yeah i know what you mean she always does something every decade has she done anything recently though 
2018 mama mia right, mama mia here we go again that's what i was thinking yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm like a middle-aged gay man or like a 60 year old woman but something about Cher, especially like as i've gotten older if i see her just fangirl i love her in a movie too mm-hmm. like i think she's a great actor also um sorry i, I tried putting my <laughs> cock drop under my tongue and i thought it would be helpful but it actually made it worse this is like very asmr i'm sorry is it too much no i don't think so you're gonna be the one editing this i'm trying to just let it melt in the back of my mouth i like it it's like um speaking of icons fran drescher you know when she does that interview where Uh she's doing asmr oh yeah yeah you just need a whisper you just need a whisper like crackle it yeah yeah okay um (laughs) but i love like seeing Cher in a movie and it's crazy that this movie is her debut like singing in a movie which but she's Cher you know and this is the first time she's sung in a movie is burlesque what it's crazy it is yeah but I'm glad it happened it seems like a fever dream of a movie but it happened and I'm very thankful for it same so it was the second time that she sang Fernando it had to be Mamma Mia yeah wow here we go again this is that's amazing yeah I feel like that's her niche. Like, I feel like her, I mean, obviously she has many talents, but I feel like singing and acting at the same time is just like on another level. There is something, and I'm sure we're going to talk more about it, but Cher singing, you haven't seen the last of me. (sighs) It it transcends. I don't know. This movie obviously had Oscar buzz, but obviously did not get nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. But I am still, 10 years plus later, very upset that Diane Warren didn't get a best original song for You Haven't Seen the Last of Me. No, it's a great song. It gets me almost every time. And yeah. I still think about this. I feel like that song has got me through a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassingly. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, that's what a Diane Warren song does. That's what she's like known for. And yeah, I don't know. To see like Cher... In 2011 performance, like the Academy did not give us share performing. I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah. Isn't there something about like there's some Oscar rule about, I don't know, original songs or original musicals. Like Mm -hmm. that's why it didn't get nominated or something. It's like because a lot of people contributed or something like there's. Yeah. But but this is confusing because the song was written for this film. Yeah. So. This could they could have at least given us that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like also Oscars, especially because we've talked about this enough on this podcast about Oscar songs as like best original song. Yeah. They make up their rules like every five years. The Oscars they do switched it up like in the 90s, how they had like two separate categories for song. I don't know. They just make up their own rules. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with. Honestly. For sure. But, but they robbed us of that. They did. So shame on you, Oscars. Justice for Billis. <laughs> Justice for Diane Warren. It's not for, you know, not really nominating women except for the last 10 years or, you know, Oscar so white is <laughs> because we didn't get share. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> let that be on their conscience. I know. Um, I know this fly is like <laughs> harassing me. <laughs> I'm like, no, I was going to ask you a question, but I didn't want like you to start answering and the flies like, like literally be on your forehead. 
Oh my god! Like Mike Pence. Yes, I felt like that was the moment. And of course, Grace would clip it out. <laughs> Love you, Grace, but she'd clip it out and it'd be like, "It'd <laughs> be my oh no, your relationship with burlesque." <laughs> just lie on lie. your forehead. That'd be embarrassing. Oh, uh, all right. Anyways, so burlesque. Yeah, I mean burlesque, burlesque. So. So what's your relationship with burlesque? Did you see this movie when it came out in 2010? Yes. I I remember being so excited for it. And I got the CD. I just remember really loving this movie and kind of relating to Allie in a way and being like, you know, a girl with big dreams and just being intrigued by the idea of burlesque. Like they make it seem sexy, but it's not too over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it just seems like a fun time and like... I don't know. I, I love the story. And I think if Cher and Christina Aguilera, though, weren't in this movie, I probably wouldn't care. But it's Cher, which was like the big factor for me, because like you, I grew up loving Cher, knowing all her music, just waiting for something new to happen with Cher. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just like, I feel like it was exciting and it was a moment. And I loved like the like the marketing, like the posters and stuff, like the black and white, like the stark contrast and like the touches of pink. Yes. I don't know. It just spoke to me. I agree. And all those movies speak to me, like the burlesque kind of like Chicago. I think about Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is great. Yeah. This movie talking about it is it's a lot like Cabaret or Chicago or Moulin Rouge. It's in that vein. Yeah. But also... It does. It's like the tale as old as time. It's like the flash dance mm-hmm. storyline or Coyote Ugly. Yes. Where it's, you know, the small town girl with big dreams. A star is born. A star is also born. comes to mind, which funny enough. Allie. Allie. Yeah. Which that's the only thing. Like, what are your thoughts on Christina Aguilera being cast? Because if it was a couple years later, Sharon Gaga. Oh my god, that would oh my god. I would be die dead Whoa. dying. You know, I don't on the floor. know. Oh my god, I don't know <laughs> if I could handle that. Like Sharon Gaga in the same movie. I mean, it was enough. Like Christina Aguilera and Sharon, I thought, I thought it was a good choice having Christina because she has that powerful voice. And yeah, you don't expect. It. Well, you do expect it because it's you know <laughs> you have to really suspend the disbelief with this movie because they're two great singers up there. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of wish we saw more share. Just saying, or like maybe them both singing at some point which i thought they did but i watched watching it again i'm like mm-hmm. oh they don't why didn't we get a number like the final number oh such a missed opportunity a yes. share and christina duet i wanted to see share get crunk up there and yes i don't know like do a whole proper number i mean you haven't seen the last of me is iconic yes but but yeah that's a slower tempo she only does it for the lighting guy exactly it's not as like juicy yeah the promo would have you believe that share is like a belief <laughs> with, like, with like a sailor hat and you know her burlesque like pussycat dolls get up yeah with christina but no no no, no we don't get we don't that. get that moment but yeah. i mean i still live for this movie to be honest i really went in brie tell me about your experience with this movie i mean I was into it at the time, obviously, but going into it now, I haven't seen this movie for 10 years. I haven't seen it since like what? Thanksgiving 2010. 
Oh, it was Thanksgiving? So like 13 years? Is this a Thanksgiving movie now? Just for us? <laughs> for us, it is. But you know, like growing up, I'd always see with my fam, like a movie Christmas night and Thanksgiving night after, you know, everyone had left and we'd go to the movies. This 2010 Thanksgiving was burlesque. Oh, so it was memorable then. For me, yeah. I was into it at the time, forgot about it. Was like, oh, Brie wants to do burlesque. Oh, fine. And then pop- I did have to pull, like, not pull your leg. What's the word? Pulling teeth? I had to pull, yeah. <laughs> I was like pulling teeth. <laughs> but no, I was so into it from Jump Street. Like, I love the idea that when the movie starts, you know, it's very cliche. We don't know anything about Allie. And I love that it just gets into it. It does. It, it, this movie wastes no time. It's very direct. There's no, I mean, yeah, we don't really know much about the characters, but you don't really need to. It's not about that. It's about the burlesque. For sure. Well, and it's not even burlesque. They don't really, it's not burlesque. It's not proper burlesque. Yeah. But, but no, but I also, like I said, theater kid, I have also an obsession with like the pussycat dolls, Mm. like Loki. I am fascinated by their inception mm-hmm. like i think robin anton is a very fascinating person um i love the idea that in the 90s johnny depp bought the viper room on the sunset strip oh he bought the viper room yeah and it was just like a safe haven for you know everyone from kate moss to you know river phoenix mm. which i found out brie yeah okay river phoenix and i both were born on august 23rd um river phoenix and i both have the same middle name Wait, really? Yep. His middle name is Jude. That's weird. Which is okay. random. Yeah. And he died the year I was born. So do you think you're him reincarnated? Don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's wild. Possibly. Uh, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. River Phoenix is always a person that I've felt a, like a connection to. Connection to. Yeah. And now there's all these like little parallels wow but that's really weird but cool yeah yeah also his last name and joaquin's is bottom it's not phoenix it's bottom they just changed it to phoenix yeah phoenix sounds way cooler yeah. <laughs> river bottom <laughs> joaquin bottom imagine that's like star of the joker is joaquin bottom <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I get it I- but nonetheless nonetheless back to the viper room so the pussycat dolls Before they were like, don't you? And all the bangers. They were a show like started by Robin Anton at the Viper Room. And originally Christina Applegate from like Married with Children, etc. She was there a lot and she was a dancer. So she performed the show a lot. And they do like a performance where it was burlesque-esque. Ooh. Where they would like take off a corset and reveal another corset and take oh. off another corset and, you know, like Russian nesting doll style, you know, very actually burlesque. Yeah. So I don't know. And I love Pussycat Dolls choreography. Same. Even when it was like the girl group. I don't know. I just like, I also like burlesques too. Like Dita Von Teese is always someone that comes to mind that's iconic. And yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. Dita Von Teese definitely comes to mind. Mm. Like she's like the queen of burlesque. Yeah. I feel like I always just picture her just up in that martini glass. Iconic. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I don't know. My relationship is this movie slaps. Mm-hmm. It slapped then. It slaps now. I just haven't thought about it in 13 years. Gotcha. But now, <laughs> now that it's in me. Yeah. You can't get it. Out. I can't get it out. Like today, I really just did listen to the soundtrack over and over again. Yeah. And you said at work, you were just. I was vibing this movie when we popped it on. I started popping ass. <laughs> like just it's so good. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to not want to dance to some of these songs in the movie what are your favorites probably the last song was like show me how you burlesque because it's so up tempo it's so Mm -hmm. like i don't know upbeat and then definitely you haven't seen the last of me like that one just has stuck with me through the years Mm -hmm. and it's always in the back of my mind um i always forget it's from burlesque i have cried to that song many times yeah what's yeah what is your relationship just, to you haven't seen the last of me i don't know i just i think about share and i think about how she's a strong woman. we haven't seen the last of her mm-hmm. and then i i think about my life and i don't know what it is but it gets me i totally get it it's just the way she sings it i think it's she really gives it her all but it's crazy because in my mind the choreography like in the movie i thought she would like actually fall to her knees but she doesn't no she's we forget Cher is an actress Mm -hmm. like silkwood on Cher is actually like an oscar-winning actress for moonstruck and you know besties with meryl streep yeah and yeah i don't know Cher is actually a very talented actress and i feel like I don't know if like history has forgotten that, but maybe a little bit. You know, can we talk about Cher's chemistry with Stanley Tucci? Oh <laughs> my God. They had the Devil Wears Prada shaking in their boots. Right? Quaking. Yes. <laughs> They're perfect. I love it. I love their energy. Like they really play off each other well. And I don't know. I'm like, I'm low-key shipping them. I'm very confused, though. Stanley Tucci confuses me. Because I'm like, is he a gay man? And Just in real life or in this movie? No, both, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know. Stanley Tucci's my favorite. Yeah. Cher's my favorite. They're both my favorite. Combine those two. It's great. I also think, you know, I'm such a hater, typically. I feel like we spend a lot of time on this podcast hating <laughs> certain elements of movies that are like, you know that we've seen before yeah but for burlesque we let it slide you mean like the cliche of it all like how it's okay (laughs) i have some things yeah so this movie to me well for one it's like a girl's got to make it in hollywood storyline yeah so i'm thinking glitter flash dance coyote ugly showgirls yeah there are some showgirls parallels especially like in the beginning there like yeah. the um, Allie and Nikki is kind of like Crystal and um, Naomi. Yes. Or just like the fact that like Christina Aguilera's Allie, she's just, we see her at this, you know, like restaurant as a waitress and she's like, I don't have no family. I'm going to make it. And then all of a sudden she's on the Sunset Strip making it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, sh- we're, we're showgirls. It's like just bad written all over it you know but in a good campy way yeah this breezes past all the moments in showgirls where you maybe would recoil and be like this is bad because it just happened so fast and it's 
Yeah. I like the vibe. I see where they're going. Yeah. But also, this movie's Coyote Ugly in a different font. You know, I never thought of that. But there are some parallels, right? Like in this essay, I will. Okay. So she just gets to work. Mm -hmm. As soon as she enters, is it the burlesque? What do they call the club? Yeah, I guess it's called burlesque something. But the club is called like the burlesque club. It's a club. Yeah. I know what you're saying. There's something on the sign on the outside, like something burlesque. Yeah. Shares burlesque. Shares burlesque, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, in Coyote Ugly, how she's basically like, I'll work, I'll do whatever. I'm going to be on this stage, no matter what you say, Maria Bello. Yes. Ex-Tina does this with Cher. Same energy. You're right. She just keeps going for it. Yep. And Christina Aguilera, her, like, apartment gets broken into yes and she's hiding all of her money in the toilet and coyote ugly in her apartment yeah she's hiding all the money in the freezer yeah oh my god nikki how did you make wow you're right the love interests are they the same i don't know but i'm sure they are Mm. it just felt that in my core that's not substantial evidence i just felt that yeah um singer songwriter Allie is a singer songwriter good point so is Piper Parabo. Parabo. Mm-hmm. Small town, big dreams. Yes. Can't fight the moonlight. Bound to you. That one song. However, can't fight the moonlight's a little bit better than Bound to You. Yeah. And maybe a different, but they're both the same message. I know what you're saying. She can't fight the moonlight. She can't fight the urge to dance on a table mm-hmm. and sing her songwriting songs and fall in love. Exactly. Allie is bound to the guy from Twilight mm-hmm. and bound to burlesque. Anyways, that's my... The, Nikki, this... The, I'm just mind blown right now. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> that, you're so right. Like, it's pretty much the same movie. Just minus share and minus singing. It's, it's just dancing on a table. It's true. I mean, it's still dancing. There's dancing involved. And singing. She sings Can't Fight the Moonlight at the yeah, end. There's singing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of similarities. And I love it. <laughs> I don't care. They had to take inspo, like, I'm sure. Yeah. You can't, you can't just be like, this is just ripping off one movie. It's definitely. It rips off all my favorite movies, which yeah. is just art. They're this just feeling like an artist. <laughs> exactly. I know. We're here to defend burlesque. Like, I, I truly will. Because it's also like the Devil Wears Prada. Mm. And Stanley Tucci's just Nigel 2.0. He really also, is. Also, also, I'm sorry, and then I will let you speak. I've just been feeling strongly about burlesque. <laughs> okay, lay, lay it on me. Um, this movie has very... There's many similarities to Devil Wears Prada. We got the Tooch and yeah. Cher, like the Tooch and Streep. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, still the same storyline of, you know, a girl trying to make it and doesn't fit in. Mm-hmm. But in Devil Wears Prada, it's a little different. Montage to a Madonna song. Yes. Ray in of Devil Wears Prada. Is it the same song? Vogue. It's Vogue. This one, Ray of Light. Yeah. Also, just saying, Ray of Light is a banger. So is 
in the movie is Nikki like Emily. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she's like sabotaging and like. I love that. I love all movies like this. This yeah. is just every movie that I like rolled into one. And they don't care about exposition. They're mm-hmm. like, you're not here to see that. You're here to see Cher. Mm-hmm. And Christina sing. You're like they're like Christina Aguilera might not be the best actress, yeah, but she sure can sing. So we're gonna focus on that, and that I love. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, I'm like, is <laughs> sorry, Christina, I just had a lot no, of no, thoughts. I'm just like, yeah, I agree with you though. I love these like parallels that you found. Like, it's kind of mind blowing. Cause I, I don't know, I don't think I would have noticed. It's yeah. just my favorite things. It's why I why i love the movies yeah i just love a good like you were talking about just a story about like a girl with small town dreams big dreams yeah Yeah. that's all i need to get me started you know to be interested some bangers yeah definitely some baps some baps yeah yeah what are your thoughts on christina aguilera's acting See, and that's why I didn't know if I should say anything. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to bring any negativity after she's, all this positivity. She's not a great actress. I got the vibes. You know how we talk about Hilary Duff mm-hmm. acting? I kind of felt like similarly about Christina Aguilera. Like, I love Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. And she can she can sing. That girl can sing. That is... She got pipes. Yeah, she's got pipes. No one can argue that. Mm-hmm. Can she act? I mean, I you know, to a, I think to a degree. I mean, you know, she can show emotions. Do I? I don't know. It's just, it was really hard to suspend the disbelief this time around. Yeah. You know, I think when I first saw this movie, I was convinced. But now I'm like, ah, I'm like, that's Christina Aguilera in a wig. I don't know. It wasn't that like wig on the, is crazy too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe not. I hate to say it, but. You know, it is a really interesting choice. And this is like another Roman Empire to go down for me. <clears throat> but even in 2010, the idea that Christina Aguilera would play this role, it it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't, it, it's hard to to compute. Basically, like I picture someone a little, no offense, younger, but also just at Christina's time in her career, it would make sense if 10 years earlier, mm. Christina Aguilera played Allie. Yeah. But it, it, it's just a weird time in Christina Aguilera's career for one, but also already the like established and yeah. Yeah. You know what though? She had been burlesquing essentially. True. With Candyman. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, Brie, this is <laughs> my your <mom>. real house. <laughs> I was so obsessed with that song. I don't know why. Talking about MySpace song, that was your MySpace song for a Forever. whole like year and a half. Yeah, it was. I was sad when I changed. It. I think I changed it and I changed it back too a couple times. I'm like, nah, I gotta keep Candyman on there. You were like, this is real. This is me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that's what like not to sound like an old like my millennial showing. But the thing about MySpace songs, like I loved, you know how like nowadays just kids, like there's iPad kids in the iPad generation. Mm. But like back in the day, there was such like an empowering feeling to be a kid on MySpace. 
when you weren't like allowed, quote unquote, to be on MySpace or to be on like Facebook. Yeah. But to be on it Mm -hmm. with all your friends, even though you weren't like age appropriate on it. Yeah. And just the idea that it was like getting away with something. Just the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like Candyman's. I put who I am. Which, have you ever listened to the lyrics of Candy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, I'm listening to the part where they're like swinging on the bat. I'm like, ooh, it's a bop. This is like old timey. Like, I, I can bounce my shoulders to this. Like, I didn't think. They were, like, I don't know. Like, if you listen to it, there, there's some naughty, naughty words. Well, wait, the lyric. Or like some naughty miss. I think she like leaves out words that are. Like, he's a one step shop with yeah. a real big yeah <gasps> he's a sweet talking sugar candy man <laughs> on me i'm a myspace didn't know you didn't know <laughs> i thought it was just like for galicious you know i was like for galicious is also a naughty ish it is but i think candy man's worse it's, it's a little more explicit somehow. it's candy themed what was going on in 2006 why were we all candy obsessed i don't know probably burlesque like this movie too, it's it came out in 2010. Uh-huh. But like this is a good couple years after the Pussycat Dolls took the world by storm. It's, it's all thanks to them. Yeah. But I live for that time. So maybe that's why I live for this movie. Yeah. Same. You know who else is in this? This is random just but yeah. Alan Cummings. Is it Cummings? Coming. Coming. Alan Cumming. Anyway, Floop. You know? Yeah. He looks like uh I don't know, like not steampunk, but I guess he's like in this burlesque fantasy. He's like very cabaret. Yeah. But I think in real life, like now or a couple of years ago, Alan Cumming did his own like cabaret style show. Yeah. I just wonder how they got people involved in this. If they were like, hey, you into cabaret? All right. Then you <laughs> like Kristen Bell plays the antagonist of sorts. It's kind of random, but she like plays it well. I think she also looks great with dark hair. Like she looks great. Yeah. I feel like this was also the Netflix like picture of burlesque for a really long time. And I didn't know it was burlesque because I don't associate Kristen Bell with dark hair. And burlesque. Same, like neither of those, but yeah. But all right. And it has Julianne Huff in it from Dancing with the Stars. They even make that joke about where's all the good dancers gone? Oh, Dancing, Dancing with, the, with stars. the Stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. They, they like laugh at it too. <laughs> they know. I don't know. Yeah. It's like under, like without Tucci, without Cher, that joke would fall flat. But because they're saying it, they just elevate yeah. it i wonder how much like can we talk about like the writing and like the script was revised right by diablo cody and who oh, else? what's his name um speaking of moonstruck yeah john patrick shanley and Susanna grant who did aaron brockovich yeah which is wild i love that though i love like both great writers great movies like really Truly. quick-witted like maybe they just were like we got to get to the point i wonder like what tweaks they made because they're like uncredited too right mm-hmm. so i mean apparently this film did go through a lot of tweaks mm. have you heard what Cher said no. about burlesque like retrospectively what did she say uh to paraphrase she's basically like that movie was terrible and t- the writing was horrible and there were so many like edits and tweaks and rewrites Why we all watch <laughs> yeah little did she know she's She's iconic in this too, so. Yeah. yeah. She's still iconic. Yeah. This movie needed share. 
Oh my gosh. If this movie didn't have Cher, it wouldn't be what it is. No. But Cher does elevate this movie. Like when she takes the, what is it? The bat? It's not a bat. It's a oh, um, crowbar. Is it a crowbar? It's something that you do with your tires. Tire iron? Yeah, tire iron. She takes the tire iron and smashes Kristen Bell's car. Ah, oh, so cool. In the, <laughs> My queen. Such like, she has this whole monologue about the club and like you just feel it yeah this is after she sings you haven't seen the last of me mm-hmm. you believe it yes <laughs> believe you believe in life after love for sure mm-hmm. um oh wait 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 back to christina aguilera for a hot second i want to hear more about your candy man obsession <laughs> i want to hear more about because this film like, we were talking about how it would make a little more sense if it was, like, in 2006 versus 2010. Oh, Because yeah. this is, like, Christina Aguilera, like, bionic era. Yeah. Which is low-key underrated. But back to basics era, Christina truly makes sense for burlesque because she, yeah. she's, she's in that fantasy. She is in that fantasy. Like, she's performing, like, her live performances are very burlesque coded i guess even mm-hmm. her backup dancers are like burlesquing on that pole and you know what i mean like it's very i don't know she's giving the people what they want to see i guess what did you think of the back to black era i don't know i mean i was obsessed like i said i was obsessed with Candyman. <laughs> um it's a great music video i want to say i'm trying to think what else was going on because i don't know if i paid attention outside of Candyman because sometimes I'll do this thing with artists and I just like take one song and that's that's it you Mm -hmm. know what I mean I mean obviously I know Christina for more than that but like yeah that specific album I mean I remember Ain't No Other Man was my favorite I mean truth be told I'm I've always been a Britney gal yeah so it's a little hard for me to pinpoint Christina you know, I do remember Ain't No Other Man. I think that's all I really listened to, though, I want to say. Like, well, wait. I'm like, Mercy On Me? Do I know that one? No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Duffy. <laughs> it's true. No, that's <laughs> that other a, Mercy song. Duffy was great. Remember that? Yeah. Because um, I feel like a lot of these songs, I don't really remember. They're like. But she had like a theme going on too. Yes. Like there's like a circus kind of situation. 1940s something. Yeah. It was just, I guess she was loosely doing like a reinvention of sorts. Yeah. But I mean, I thought it was cool. Like I like the aesthetic and stuff and. It definitely suits her. Like her, like she's so petite and like she looks like a pinup anyways. She does. Yeah. I really like that vibe, like a pinup vibe with her, but Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things where in like 2006, I was somewhere else. Yeah. Like I I was listening to Fergie London Bridge. Yeah. I was definitely listening to Fergie. I mean, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, same. But I remember people really loving back to basics yeah like that's the only takeaway i have from that era so so i guess maybe she was just (laughs) going back to the well we're on the same page i guess like yeah but candy man slaps i mean that song 
Ain't No Other Man. That's a great song. They kind of sound the same Mm -hmm. to me. Like they sound like they could be just one long song. And I like that. Yeah. Well, same with this this movie. The Christina solos are very. I love the moment. What did I write? Um, so we would go into the plot, but if you've seen Coyote Ugly, if you've seen Showgirls, you know. Yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. But it is so funny that from Jump Street in this film, Christina Aguilera. Just does her Christina Aguilera like, oh, oh yeah, you know? Yes. Like, can you do the Christina Aguilera? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Fergie. It does. I realize I like. I just turn into Fergie when she does the cartwheels. <laughs> That's a person in a different font. We've never seen Fergie and Christina Aguilera <gasps> in the same room. Oh my god! If if Fergie was also in this movie burlesquing. Like, oh. if she was the rival instead of Kristen Bell or something. Like, how? That would be great. And then they'd be, like, having, like, a sing-off, too. And then they'd both be like, ha-ha. Oh, my God. If the Black Eyed Peas worked with the love interest at the bar. Oh. Yeah. That would really spice things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in our fantasies. For sure. Or, like, Will I Am was just at one of the L.A. parties and was, like, air rights. Uh-huh. And, like, slitter a drink. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because this movie is basically Wagon Wheel Watusi and uh-huh. Air Rights. Yes, just to sum it up. Yeah. Yeah, those are the That's main That's the point. plot. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, when you were talking about it's hard to just, like, suspend disbelief, mm-hmm. it's because Christina Aguilera is Christina Aguilera-ing so fast. She is. I love that, though. Like, I Same. love it. It's, it's perfect. It's everything I want it to be. I was hoping watching this movie again that I didn't remember it incorrectly because I remember it being just like a moment of silence and then her just doing her thing, mm-hmm. just riffing. It's just, yeah. it, it works. It's such a fantasy. It's cool. It's like, you know, when you're a kid and you have fantasies about what it's like to be an adult yeah. and to go off and do things. And like, you know, you just make like little storylines. Mm-hmm. This movie is like an amalgamation of one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get into like the nitty gritty of it. It's just an amalgamation of like all the movies you've seen and just your ultimate fantasies. I love it. Yeah. This movie's not a lot of work like to process to you just enjoy it. And that's what I like. Yeah. (laughs) Period. Um, Can we talk about some of the dance numbers? Yes. Some of the musical numbers. Yes. Like our favorites. Yes. Well, so the first big one is well there she does something's got a hold on on me mm-hmm. but i say the first real big one in my opinion is tough lover yeah the first bop is tough lover yes that was a bop um is that the one where she has like that outfit that's like um it's almost like an it's not nude illusion exactly but it's <gasps> It, you know what I'm talking about? It, is that where she has the bop wig? Like the Oh my god, my favorite song, But I'm a Good Girl. That's the one where it's my favorite outfit. The wig is wigging, the bob is bobbing. Is that where she's also wearing the um pearls? Or no, no that's a, different, that's a one. different one. But but I'm a good girl is the first one where she looks like Satine from Mulan Oh, Rouge. Okay, yeah. It's got like a feather tutu. Yeah. 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 It's it is. Th- yeah. I get what you're saying. It's very Nicole Kidman Moulin Rouge. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's really just all of my favorite things, Brie. I don't know what to say about burlesque. It's just like all my favorite things. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, uh, the costumes are great. I love when she wears the bob wig. I love when she wears the outfit with pearls. Oh, that's a good one, too. I don't know what song. Wait, actually. Oh, it's a guy that takes his time. Because in my notes, I said it looks like the you're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> like Kim Kardashian posing for Playboy. Oh, yeah. Outfit. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I also, I loved, um, well, are we talking about numbers or outfits? I'm sorry. Now I'm just thinking about Just outfits. numbers, but outfits as well. Because number wise, I really, I really like the last number, like maybe the best though. Like, I feel like it's so exciting. I love when they dance on the letters. Yes. Um, That's so Chicago. It is. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, to circle back to, but I'm a good girl. I really do love that style of, it is the most burlesque E of the numbers. And it does remind me a little bit of Dita Von Teese in the martini glass slash I always associate it with Naughty Girl by Beyonce, that music video, because <laughs> she's doing the Dita Von Teese yes. style. But it's also very reminiscent of one of the OG at the Viper Room Pussycat Dolls performances was too. Like, it's so quiet. Oh. And this, but I'm a good girl, does give those vibes as well. So like OG Pussycat Doll stuff. I love that. Which That's I love. so crazy that this movie is linked to the Pussycat Dolls. Like that to me is so mind blowing. Well, it's awesome. Directed by Stephen Anton, Robin Anton's brother. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All those connections. Why are the Pussycat Dolls in this movie? I know. Like why? Why don't we have a movie about them? Th- that's a crazy biopic waiting to happen. Yeah. Who's Nicole Scherzinger? <sighs> <laughs> like who would play her yeah like, yeah sydney sweeney's going to be in it yeah she's gonna be that blonde one you know the pussy cat dolls sydney sweeney yeah yeah and just I the random blonde one yeah i mean who would this, these are tough questions i don't know but somebody needs to make it happen yeah i don't know it should be should be the next uh is it steve steve steven Stephen Anton. Anton. It should be his next project. Yeah. Yeah. If he could do burlesque, Cher is just back at it. She's Robin Anton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shade to her. I know Robin Anton's younger, but, <laughs> yeah, but Cher still, you know. Yeah. She's forever young. So <laughs> she's like wagon wheel Watusi as they're going like, don't ya? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. You know what? I would love to see like, oh, my God. I don't know who's Nicole Scherzinger, but the other lead zendaya yeah casting that but i would love to see like a biopic recreation on screen of have you seen that pussycat dolls clip of the girl that comes up and like starts riffing and like singing the lead have you ever seen no that sounds is it like when silly when someone comes up to sing to celine beyond is that like and they get shut down well she's a part of the pussycat dolls oh she's okay She just like went rogue. She's doing the Christina birth. Wow. And that other girl was not having it. Mm. And I want to see a like on screen recreation <laughs> of that moment. Yeah. See that rivalry. The tension in the room. Kind of like that scene in burlesque where uh, 
is it Georgia? Georgia and Nikki are like yeah. competing because, you know, I don't know. I guess Nikki's always drunk and like, I, don't, I feel weird saying her name. Is, <laughs> I associate that name with you. But. No, Nikki's always drunk. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I don't know. Pussycat Dolls movie would be great. I'd, I'd watch. Same. Yeah. But yeah. Any other like favorite musical numbers or favorite scenes? Um, I mean, I really like, you haven't seen The Last of Me, you know, favorite scene. I'm trying to think what else. I I don't know if I can pinpoint a scene specifically, but I like the like relationship like between Allie and Jack. Like mm-hmm. I like seeing that play out, you know, um, that the, how they have like a will they won't they situation. And yeah, like, just, like the awkwardness of her living in his space. But they're like, he's. Like, he has a fiance, but she's, like, 5,000 miles away. Played by Diana Agron. But, yeah, really random cameo, but cool. Um, yeah, so I like that. I like anytime Stanley Tucci's on screen. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love a lot of this movie. It's hard to think of, like, it happens, like, really fast. Like, the scenes change kind of fast. Yeah. You know? um, I do like the scene where Allie just, like, goes up on there like for her first performance and sings does her christina thing yeah you know i guess that's probably a highlight there is something about christina aguilar's voice that is very undeniable and i do i do think that moment when you first hear her voice it's enough where you can be like okay whatever she is as an actress is whatever she is as an actress but like she's undeniably a talented singer Yes, I don't know, and it's excite. It's an exciting part of the movie because there's this all this build up, and we don't hear Allie sing, and but you know what's coming, and yeah, I don't know. I like it. It gets me excited. It puts me in the mood. I'm like, ooh. Also, like in movies, I'm a sucker for that moment where the music goes out and they have to like sing or they have to sing perform. for their lives. Yeah, <laughs> sing for me, Palo. Yeah. You know? So I love moments like that. Anyways, um. So, speaking about Cher a little more, and you haven't seen The Last of Me, because yeah. I want to hear all your thoughts, Brie. Like, okay. every single thought. Okay. So, this <laughs> is Cher's first role in seven years. Mm. She did play a small part in Stuck on You, which is, like, about conjoined twins, and I believe Matt Damon's in it. Huh. Okay. But that's, like, a forgotten blip in time, and before that was Believe and tea with Mussolini yeah but like this is her first role in seven years and they pull out all the stops they give her the Diane Warren ballad Mm -hmm. give me your thoughts I love it I love everything about Cher in general and everything about Cher in this movie I think she kills it like she is this character she's she's Tess you know and it's just very believable. What I mean to say is Cher is mother in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, kind of literally, like, to Allie and just... To Nikki. Yeah, to Nikki, to all the gals and to us. <laughs> to, me, <laughs> to me, to you, to Stanley Tucci. To Stanley Tucci. Oh. But, yeah, no, I love Cher. I think she's, a, like, like, she can act. Like, that moment where, um, like, Allie goes upstairs to tell Tess, like about the air rights or whatever and she's like i and like 
very devil wears prada very devil wears prada another parallel that scene where when they're to- in paris yes oh my gosh it, and didn't stanley tucci even say like don't mm-hmm. get involved anyway yeah but like when she's like hey don't you ever like she like Allie tells tess like don't you ever listen to anyone speak but yourself and Cher does this expression that's so it's just like so believable i don't know how to explain it she does like these things with her face mm-hmm. you know oh yeah like she can just emote and it just is believable she is tess yeah in this moment like shares tess yeah she's channeling something like she just she has me i believe She's just perfect. Yeah, I I have no complaints. <laughs> well, okay. So, like I've said like 10 times, Diane Warren wrote, you haven't seen the last of me. Yeah. Can I just list and get your opinion on some other Diane Warren bangers? Yes. Nothing's going to stop us now. Oh, one of the best songs <laughs> ever. How do I live? Another great song. Because you loved me. I love that song. Like, that's, yeah. I don't want to miss a thing. You know I love that song. We talked, uh, like, a whole episode about <laughs> that. Because it was, well, what was the movie it was in? Armageddon. Armageddon. Well, we didn't watch that movie. But it, we talked about the Oscars, I think. Yes. It was nominated. Which, all of these, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now is from Mannequin, which I didn't, I haven't thought about. What? Also, because I always associate Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now with the Skeleton Twins. Because of that scene with Bill Hader, like, singing with Christian Wegg. Mm. But How Do I Live from Con Air? And Because You Loved Me is from Up Close and Personal. But anyways, Music of the Heart, There You'll Be from Pearl Harbor. Oh. Till It Happens to You. Wait a minute, the Lady Gaga song? Mm-hmm. I thought Lady Gaga wrote that. She did with Diane Warren. Oh, they wrote together. And oh. robbed of an Oscar. Wow. That's crazy. But, but yeah. Those those are just the nominated. Wait a bangers. minute. <laughs> Wait, no, no. I want to share it with you. All right. I'm sorry. I'll have to pretend like I didn't look. Stop reading ahead. <laughs> um, so she she makes like the best power ballads of all time. Yeah. I don't want to miss a thing. Is really good. I've never seen Armageddon, but I love that song. Um, there you'll be is great. I love hearing Faith Hill. Yeah. In a song. But she also wrote three of my favorite share songs of all time. She wrote Just Like Jesse James. No. Which is my number one. Uh, If I Could Turn Back Time. No. Stop it. Save Up All Your Tears. Really? Which is also a Bonnie Tyler song, but I think of it as a share song. That's crazy. And I thought it was just share. Same until I Wikipedia this because share. If share touches something, it's hers. Yeah, that's true. Full stop. But Diane Warren mm-hmm. is such a talented songwriter that I'm not that mad at that fact. It's just surprising, but I, uh, wow. I, I don't I'm know. I'm just impressed. Also, she wrote Brandy's Have You Ever. Sorry. <laughs> Ace of Bass, Don't Turn Around. Oh. Can't Fight the Moonlight, another Coyote <laughs> Ugly Parallel. But these two are crazy. So Rhythm of the Night, she wrote. Rhythm of the Night? Rhythm of the Night. Oh, I don't know which one. Which one? (laughs) Which Rhythm of the Night did Diane Warren write? Because the the bigger bop to me is... This is the Rhythm of the Night. Oh, I agree. Whoa. 
But there is also no the other rhythm. It's that other one, which and people know that one. Yeah. Rhythm of the night. But also, speaking of bops, shake your body by Tyra Banks. I mean, shake your body, body, move your body, body. Wait, is that the one where she did the music video? Yes. And made everyone like on that season of America's Next Top Model like dance in her music video. Yes. <laughs> so she didn't write that song either. Well, okay. According, or it's a collab. According to Diane Warren Wikipedia, Diane Warren wrote "Shake Your Body." Mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> if this is a fact because when I've also Googled it, it says Tyra Banks and a couple others wrote the song, and there's no Diane Warren to be found. Hmm. But in my mind, I can believe it because you know it's a very interesting thing when I finished watching burlesque this go around yeah express was in my head because that's like to me how you feel about show me how your burlesque is how i feel about express yeah or i'm just like it makes me want to dance and move my body shake your body shake your body but i would get that mashed up in my head with shake your body body move your body body (laughs) yeah and i was like why are these wires getting crossed is it the diane warren factor i don't know but isn't it wild to think there might be a world and it might be this one? She's secretly writing all the bops that we just don't know. I know. Especially Shake Your Body. That, <laughs> that just floored wild. me. I am so confused. <laughs> and wow. Uh, that's an extensive like body of work there. <laughs> so many. I, I Am I a Diane Warren stan now? Am I a burlesque stan? I think both. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like... I've been a Diane Warren stand for a little bit, but now I stand even more. The only thing I wish she did was write a duet for Christina and Cher. Like, why did we not get that moment? That makes me so mad. Like, the very end would have been perfect. Even somewhere in the middle, I don't care. Just have a moment. It's like, such a missed opportunity. Yeah, because Cher is a singer. Like, yes, Christina Aguilera is a singer, too. And she has that powerful voice where she was. I don't know what it is. Where is it bravado? Gravato? Vibrato? Vibrato? She's a belter for sure. She, yeah. But Cher kind of is too. Like, I just think it would have been so cool to see them do, like, bring what they have to the table. Like, just show their styles of singing off and just. Yeah. It would be really cool. It's, but It's crazy to me as well. Like, I was fully expecting after the Show Me How You Burlesque final number, when the credits roll, a Cher and Xtina duet. Like, I'm like, that's the time. Are they singing another power ballad written by Diane Warren? Where is it? Also, I have to say, it didn't, like, as much as I love the song, You Haven't Seen the Last of Me, it doesn't make sense to me, like, the place of, like, because she prefaces it, like, like, she might perform that song. Mm -hmm. Like, they hinted it, because, like, the guy is up in the booth, and he's just waiting there. He's like, oh, hey, hey, Tess. He's like, I've been waiting here for hours. Do you want to? practice this song that you know what does he say like do you want to rehearse this yeah because like, they're trying to come up with a new show like she's writing like a whole new show for the you know try to save the club that that was one of the plot points we didn't oh. touch on they're trying to save the club from going under it's not making enough money ally basically saves the club she's like if everyone can just sing like me ally yeah aka christina aguilera <laughs> then this this will work uh-huh. But it's all because of air, air rights. rights. Yeah, that's another big, yeah. It's because Eric Dane 
who I just associate now with Euphoria. Yeah, I was going to think, yeah. <laughs> um, what's his name? Jacob Elordi's character's dad. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Nate's dad. Yes. So. I know, he gives you the ick, doesn't he? He gives me the ick, but I love it. Like, he plays the role so well. Yeah. Also, Peter Gallagher from the, yes. the OCs in this movie. Um, So, the air writes. So, there's the space that's the air. Which I'm confused about that part, too, because they don't... I, I don't know. I'm it's very the air above the club. Yeah, which I get, but I just don't understand the logistics in this movie. Like, the... Like... I get what air rights are, but I don't know how they actually save the club. Like, it's kind of hinted at, but it's not full. You know what I mean? They're yeah. more focused on, like, the burlesque numbers, which is totally fine. I'm like, they think, thank you. Yeah. Because the moment that Allie and Eric Dane's character are at that party and he's like, you see that building? Air rights. I'm like, that's all I need to know. Yeah. Right. Say less. <laughs> Say less. Yeah. Don't give me things to, <laughs> yeah. to think about. But... No, it is funny, too. I'm like, I thought that as well, and I didn't want to be a hater. Same. Because you haven't seen The Last of Me is such a good number, and I'll give anything. I don't care if it doesn't make any sense towards the plot. I want to hear Cher perform. <laughs> yeah. It's just not the way I remember. I thought she just sang it to herself in an empty room, but she sings it at, like as a rehearsal song. But like I'm thinking about all the people that would show up to the club and she sings this like depressing song. <laughs> but kind of powerful, but like not like sexy and not you know what I mean? Like not burlesque. Yes. And like <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna help raise the funds, but I still love it. I love it too. It's like a a musical number almost. Like this movie isn't a musical in the sense that they like don't sing how they feel. Like this isn't Lay Miz. No. But in this one moment when she's like the Telling the like guy with the CD like hit it. <laughs> it's like it's just her inner world. It's her inner feelings about losing the club. Yeah, and then it goes back to like not being a musical. But <laughs> yeah, I know you. You would think it would have more musical, like, like aspects like that. Like how a musical would tell the story, like through the characters' yeah. perspectives. Like, because in the beginning, I thought it would have a little bit of that because it's also been a long time since I've seen this movie as well. Like it probably has been like 10 years or so. And like the very beginning, she's in like a diner or some type of restaurant where she works like initially at the, in the small town. And like, she just starts singing whenever she's like alone. And I I thought she was going (laughs) to maybe sing her feelings or something, but no, no, it's not that kind of movie, but it's okay. No. That's fine. And it's so crazy. I keep saying it's so crazy to me. I should use a different way to phrase it. But Stephen Anton wanted to cut the share number. No. What? Which just would have ruined the whole movie for me. Yeah. More share. I agree. It needed more. Because, you know, I think about share too, like her... Like back in the day, like she wore all these costumes that were essentially burlesque. All the Bob Mackie numbers. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes sense. I'm like, this is her element. Yeah. yeah I just more share. More share. That's my, yeah, that's my critique. So what would you like give this movie? Oh my gosh. I would give this movie just, <laughs> just <laughs> for, you haven't seen The Last of Me and for, the joys of express that banger of a song i would give it nine out of ten bowler hats 
<laughs> oh yeah, those. Yeah. What would you give it? Huh. I'm gonna say nine and a half out of ten Ooh. corsets. Nice. I want to say ten, but the only reason I can't is because there's not that number that I really want mm-hmm. the share in Christina number. If that was there, perfect ten. Oh, truly. Oh my god, a Stanley Tucci share number. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Why was Stanley Tucci not up there? Tucci. Yeah. Oh my. This movie actually has everything that we love. The only thing it needs, and I don't know how he'd fit because he's a Jim Broadbent. Rotund. <laughs> how do you know what I was going to say? That? I knew it because that's our man. Just a rotund British man just <laughs> in the audience. The show must go on. <laughs> I always think about that in Moulin Rouge. Yes. Instead of Eric Dane being the villain, it's just like topsy turvy Jim Broadbent yeah. being like, eh, right. Yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah, if he was somewhere in there, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> With a mustache. Of course. Maybe. Um, in, a, in the 18 or like 1900s, just period. Just walk straight from the Moulin Rouge set 10 years down the road. I to think this. it would make sense. The way they were dressed in there, the <gasps> way Alan Cumming was dressed in there. Yes. What do you think? Crossover? <laughs> oh my gosh. Crossover movie? Yes. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what would make the movie perfect for us? Oh, I said Jim Broadbent. <laughs> Not more share. Scratch that. <laughs> Jim Broadbent dressed his share. <laughs> oh my. He does a, a no, he goes up on stage and sings Believe. He lip syncs to. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like a Baz Luhrmann does burlesque. Oh my God. That could have been a. That would have been something. All the awards. Yeah. Uh, nine out of 10. Christina Aguilera wigs. Yeah. Nine out of ten. What was I going to say? I had one. Mm. Then I thought about Jim Broadbent. I about him. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm thinking about him, too. It's like I can think of He's, like, occupied my brain. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know what the, our obsession is with this man. But. He makes every movie better, but he's, like, this the Stanley Tucci of early 2000s movies. Yeah. But now we have Stanley Tucci, so. Exactly. But both. Both would have been real. Yeah. Um, yeah, 9 out of 10. <laughs> no. Sorry. 9 out of 10. Um, cereal boxes used to cover that man's crotch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was wild. That whole routine he did with his jammies. And I was into it. I, I know it was too. It was really? Pretty, yeah, no, it was funny. <laughs> It was a little ridiculous at a certain point, though. I was like, okay. Very much so. I was charmed by that man's abs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Wagon wheel what to see. A Huda Media Production.